What up, everybody? Welcome to The Forecast, episode 83. Get out of here. Oh. Get out of here. Just let me do it once. Every time, Owen. Fine, fine. You can do it. Just yes. this once. All right. The Forecast is bi-weekly. Uh, Wait, what are you doing? You've thrown you already it. screwed it up. You had one shot. Wow. Do you want me to? One oh, I was shot. just picking up where we dropped oh, it. One shot. Aaron, can you please? Can you please? One more time, Owen, and then I'm done. Welcome to The Forecast, everybody. This is episode 83. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced every other Thursday, or fortnightly, as we like to say. We are a community of people who love exploring and discussing new products in various entertainment mediums, video games, board games, design, social, all that good stuff. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wearethehorizon community, or check out the website wearethehorizon.com. All links and times are in the cast notes. I'm joined by a few additional people here. We've got Aaron. Hey, hey. Jake. Hi. Caleb. Hello. And I'm Owen. You can follow me on my socials at Owen Patterline. <laughs> Just shameless what? plug there. Oh, nice plug. We're going shameless in here, man. Plug. Nice plug. Maybe, maybe our fans want to be able to converse with us and talk to us about what's on the podcast. And by us, you do, of course, mean just you. <laughs> well, <laughs> since you didn't plug our stuff. You can follow our podcast at at Owen Paderline. Yeah, it's uh, perfect. So let's talk about some what have you been playing lately. And since Alex isn't here because he's got wimpy voice this week. Um, oh, maybe we can get through it. Maybe someone else can speak. <laughs> <laughs> Hold this on. podcast is going to be like 20 minutes long. Should We're I talk about so like quickly. 15 games that I like, looked at today? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Uh, I'll get started. I've just been playing two things. Number one, we recently started playing uh, Ghost Recon Wild Wildlands after the announcement for the new game, and I can't actually not I cannot remember what the name of it is off the top of my head. Breakpoint. Breakpoint, uh, which is a sequel to this one, and you can play a sort of segment of it, like a little teaser in the in in Wildlands. So we're trying to finish the campaign, and I will add that game is enormous. It's so big. We. How many hours did we say we played at this point? We're talking about I have, it today. I only have 25 hours in it. Okay, still 25 but hours. I mean, that's not bad. But we've only gotten like six of the people that you have to stop. All of the different parts of the. I think uh, there's 25 of them. Yeah, and we—that's th a lot of time. Now, granted, <laughs> we did get stuck, and we were doing all the side missions for a while because they're just you know fun. We want to level up. Yeah, but still, that's a lot. We have a long ways to go. But I guess we have till October, so it's not not that big a deal. Uh, I also, of course, been doing a lot of traveling, so I've still been playing Celeste. I finally beat all of the B-sides and got all of the hearts. And I am very satisfied to find out that most of the levels on the B-sides, I have beaten Caleb in terms of number of deaths. Got okay, him. I think I, will... <laughs> I have done most of the levels twice over. Yeah, he mm. did say that mm. right so... after we got done talking about all the numbers. Yeah, how convenient. Yeah. It's yeah. like it when we give him grief. Them multiple times. It's kind of weird. It's like when we kinda give weird. you grief for your Binding of Isaac time, and you're like, oh, I just left that up for like a week. <laughs> just idle. I swear. No, it's uh, it on and I running. think I did actually with the first game, but the later mm -hmm. one I never did, and I have like a, I have like multiple hundreds of hours in that. Uh huh. Whatever you say, buddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever helps you mm -hmm. sleep at night, man. Yep. That's man, that helps me. I know I say this every week about Celeste, but it just continues <laughs> to blow my mind. Okay. When you get to the B-sides at the very end at the summit and they're like, hey, how about we introduce a new game mechanic that you have not used yet in this game? Yeah. And I'm like, what? Granted, I knew at this point that they already had C-sides, so it's like, okay, well, it's kind of an introduction into 
easier ways to navigate levels, especially early on. But <sighs> if you didn't know that, knowing that this is the last part of the last level, other than the core that you're playing, and they're just all of a sudden like, hey, here's a new mechanic that you can navigate levels with. Yeah. Mind-boggling. The best part is those mechanics have been around since the beginning of the game. You just haven't used them yet because you haven't needed to. Well, and what's amazing now is you, you can you probably have through. used them on accident. Yeah, but very possible. There's no way you would have known the exact combination of things in order to recreate that. Right. Because they're pretty specific. But it's, man, what a great game. Caleb, what have you been playing? I've been playing a few things. Actually, more than I have written down here, but I decided to cut it down a little bit. Well, Alex isn't here. You can man, talk for 30 minutes. Wild, no, 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 no. Uh, so I've been playing, or I, I beat, Gato Robato. Uh, it is the shortest Metroidvania game I've ever played. Uh, How long? It's a three hours or less. Okay, okay. Yeah, very, very short. To put it's it in context, I'm pretty sure you got it for $4. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. cheap. Okay. It's pretty cheap. But it's pretty fun. You play as a little kitty inside of a mech suit. You know, blowing up enemy insects and whatnot. And you can hop out and run around as a tiny little kitty to go through these like little corridors and whatnot. Uh, it's it's quite a bit of fun. Is Gato Cat in Spanish? Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Now That's it all makes sense. It's all coming <laughs> Wasn't together. Sure. Yes, yes. He's got Wasn't that. clicking. I also beat Re- Reventure as well, which is a little adventure game, um, kind of 2D platforming action game where. You play through and you get an ending, right? And a lot of times there's surprising endings. <laughs> I'm just going to spoil one of them. For instance, if you go grab the sword and stab the guard right outside the castle, like a nice guard, you get an ending where I think they execute you for killing a guard For murder. Yeah. yeah. And then you respawn as either yourself after you somehow survived the execution or like a brother or a cousin. And you walk outside and the guard's still dead lying there outside the castle it's like a month later but that's kind of how the game plays and you got to get a hundred there's a hundred endings in the game and you're basically trying to find all of the endings so you do all this random crap like stabbing everyone you ever meet how long or hugging them all uh it took me like 10 hours to get all hundred endings oh okay i thought you meant 10 hours for an ending and i'm like holy crap and there's a hundred endings (laughs) no 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 most endings there's a lot of endings that you can get within like 10 seconds of starting the game yeah like stabbing that guard he's right outside your house yep you just have once you get the sword yeah it's it's pretty good that's kind of cool yeah uh i also played when the darkness comes this is a free game on steam it's a walking simulator that's mainly focused on the themes of depression and anxiety um it feels a lot like a more streamlined version of um stanley parable something like that like there's somebody talking over it the whole time basically that's interesting yeah it's it's pretty neat uh i I maybe wouldn't play it if you're super depressed but if you're not it's pretty interesting pretty cool um should check it out it's free Hmm. it's like an hour long not if you're super depressed. Yeah, I probably wouldn't play it if you were a super depressed person. They even put warnings against it in the start of the game. Wow, that's pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess good on them. That's not really a common... You know, you're not going to... It's normally it's epilepsy at the very beginning of a game. Yeah. Maybe a couple other things about blood or violence. Or horror warnings sometimes. Yeah. Not, Doki Doki hey, does that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. I'm just saying. What? 
Exactly. If we're talking other games right? that do it. Yeah. Man, that was so good. Yeah. You start playing that <laughs> game, you're like, what? I don't know. Yeah, that's a weird warning to put in this cute <laughs> dating sim. But it okay. Sure Noose. Um, all right, Owen, what have you been playing? Well, I have been playing some Divinity with my girlfriend, uh, as I mentioned last time on the podcast. But I have a couple complaints this time around. Mm-hmm. Rather Divinity? than just Yeah. Is it about the Death Fog? Oh, wait, yeah. no. is it about, is it about, is it about the lady that transports the lava? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have Gosh, so bro, okay. So so the the two things is one, uh I find myself save scumming a lot because the autosave system on it is really bad. Mm. Yeah, and, you don't really trust the autosave. You do, do quick saves. Yeah, I've I've been I've been burnt by that a couple too many times now, which is quite upsetting. Uh and the other thing is uh I'm just curious what your experience is here. I was about level 12-ish, and I had a, uh, over in Driftwood, and I had a really tough time on figuring out where to go and what to do, because it seemed like every way to kind of explore more, there was a fight that I could not win. It was pretty much just like, okay, well, we can go north of this area, but everything over there is level 15, so probably not that. And so then we'd go over to this next area and we're like, all right, everybody here is level 14 who can't win any of these fights. All right, so then we go over here. And like, it took a while and we just kept going around and we just did not know where to go or what to do. We ended up just picking like random fights with people to get to level 13 so we could actually start winning some of the fights and kind of like get back on track. But I'm curious, mm-hmm. did that happen to any of you or did you just have like a pretty straightforward run through? I'm gonna I'll be say, honest. I don't remember what driftwood is. <laughs> Someone said it. <laughs> it's been too long, man. I will say, from my playthrough experience, I think it's a combo of two things. But I had a little bit of the opposite experience. I felt like we always knew where we were going. I don't know if that's because Jake and Caleb played through it before. Mm-hmm. That probably helps. <laughs> um, that certainly helps. But could even, be it. But even also, from my perspective, me and Caleb's first time, like the first game, we struggled. Through the whole first arc, oh especially. Oh my gosh! Through the full it first, it doesn't arc tell you what to do. Rough. But this game, I don't, I don't feel like we were ever really at a loss. No, I don't think so. Well, in the game I played too, I felt like we, I never felt underpowered. If anything, I felt slightly overpowered because most of the yeah. enemies we were facing were like our level or a level below, and yeah. I never really felt like we were going to lose. It just felt yeah. like a, you know, if we made stupid decisions, we would lose. But otherwise, right. it's going to turn out fine. Yeah. Once we got like back on track. I feel like everything was fine, and I was like, all right, this is probably how, like, the game should be played. Like, it was challenging, but it didn't seem impossible. But, I mean, there was there was a good, like, about four hours of me and my girlfriend running around the entire map and just being like, all right, like, where do we go? Like, we know that we need to do this for the quest because it says go, like, here and save this person or go here and fight this. But we, like, we just weren't strong enough to do it yet. Yeah. I mean, listen, as long as the leveling is not as slow as Baldur's Gate, oh my God. <laughs> you, you're True. pretty much fine. That's uh, not be okay. bad anymore, actually. Once we really? got past that, once, once we got past me. level one and we <laughs> started finding all the named people who have quests, it got a lot easier to get, get level. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, once right. we got rid of Jake, we started finding all the right quests. And, That's you know, true. I think somebody right knew where it was, and they were like, we got to get rid mm-hmm. of Jake. Let's go yeah. fight those archers for a fifth time. <laughs> really, we just invited you so that we could, like, try to see how long it took us to get rid of you. Well, fucking Wait. good job. It took, like, eight <laughs> hours. Got him. In Baldur's Gate, is Jake also the character who plays the archer and ends up getting all of the kills? No, that was uh, me, that was actually. <laughs> and yes, see, now you know, really Jake, good, why, really we, game why we hate playing with you. <laughs> Stealing all the kills. Well, uh, the other game that I've been playing recently, I put about two hours into uh, Cadence of Hyrule, and so far it's fun. I've the... never played the Necro Dancer before, okay. yeah. So I don't know like really what to expect. I'm just kind of like, well, this feels very Zelda, and there's a dance like beat system going on with this, and uh, I'm enjoying it. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm liking it. I forget it isn't full price, right? It's twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks. Okay, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. In of the Necrodancer, do the enemies only move when you move, or are they moving on beat all the time? They move when you move. So it's just when you move. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like right after. When I mean, you, move. you have to move on the beat, but they right. move when you move, which is also going to be on the beat. Right. But I'm saying they're not going to. If you just stand there. You have to move. Like you can't just. Be You're stationary. supposed you to move every beat, or you lose your multiplier. Yeah, you lose your streak. Got you. But if you don't move, they're they not going to move, move. Is what I'm saying. Correct. Okay. Okay. See, I think also... that, that could also introduce a secondary, like interesting mechanic is not moving, because then you're trying to position enemies so that it's more beneficial for the layout of the map. But at least at it... times, I think it would be way too chaotic if they moved when you didn't. Mm, okay. Just the music's too much, too fast, or what? Yeah, sometimes it gets really quick. Okay. And there's a lot of enemies in the room. Right, there is also right. a character who just the beat is what you define. Yeah. There's really? no beat there's and you just character. move. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. It's I I think it's for if you're having trouble with handling moving on the beats, you can just still play the yeah. game. Penny Arcade actually just did a strip about it. Because mm, nice. Gabe apparently has no sense of rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> so Owen, you've never played Crypt of the Next Necrodancer? Nope. Not at all. I just picked this up because it was a Zelda title that they talked about on E3, uh, at least last year, and uh, I I like Zelda games. So I mean, you said it's like Zelda esque. Is that just like the layout and like the enemies you're facing and the style, or yeah, like I'm getting a lot of old school like Game Boy Zelda vibes, like 8-bit Zelda okay. vibes out of it, like just the art style of it. The uh, music is very much like a remixed version of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, style of music, so I was like, "All right, yeah, you like I, I feel like I know this song, but it's like different and more dancing." I was like, "All right, like that's cool." Um, it, it's the layout of like the top down scrolling around kind of thing reminds me of the older games as well. So I was like, "All right, this is I don't know, like it, it feels Zelda, but I don't know how much of that also applies to it being like the Necro Dancer." Most mm-hmm. of the game is also, you know, it's got all the Zelda characters, Zelda enemies, Zelda items, Zelda locations that you go to. Okay. So it's got, I mean, it's it's definitely Zelda. They're just like, yeah. why don't we do this Absolutely. really cool concept for a game, which is just moving to a beat. Yeah. That's cool. It's it's Zelda with Tomb of the, or Crypt of the Necrodancer gameplay. I Honestly, say Tomb I, I would be reason. okay if they did that with more game types. They were just like, hey, we this game is really cool. Like the concept. Let's do a crossover with this style of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I think they do it at times for different like portions or uh, different uh, game styles, but not like entire game universes. For instance, everybody now moving to the uh, battle royale mode and just implementing that into their <laughs> games. I mean, cool, yeah, but that's just that's not the same, right? That's just taking a game mechanic and implementing. It. I'm talking about like really bringing an entire world into something that's that's different, just a different style of game. Bringing right. that that game itself, that just seems like it'd be a cool concept. I can't think um, of really Jake, anything else that does that. Um, I'm sure there no. are some. I'm, I'm sure, sure there, there are, are but I can't think of them. I mean, I think about in the board game realm, they do a lot of with the flick 'em up games, where they'll just yeah. take game concepts and bring them over into flick 'em up. Again, you kind of have to like the core concept of the game if you're going to yeah. like the version. And I don't like flick 'em ups, so no. you know. But I guess actually, the Telltale series may count kind of. Just to bring the world yeah. over into a yeah, I think so. But speaking of Telltale games, oh, Jake, what are you even playing? <laughs> <laughs> Not a Telltale game, <laughs> no. But it's a Borderlands game. That's which true. Which is infamously. Not by Telltale. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't there a Borderlands Telltale? Am I not wrong? Yes. Yeah, I mean, there okay. the was. Also, okay, great. We did it. Nailed it. Yeah, there's an important piece of that <laughs> that Jake's probably going to mention in yeah, Borderlands yeah, DLC. So go I'll, ahead. I'll get to it. So, yeah, Borderlands 2 put out new DLC for free uh, to lead into Borderlands 3. I don't know how much the plot actually matters because it kind of feels like nothing important happens. But yeah. uh, me and Caleb picked up our old characters. We played it. It was actually it was a lot of fun. It's it was not fun. very long. Maybe no, like, it was, I mean, it was like four or five hours, I think. Right. Yeah. No, probably close. I think we went up like three or four levels. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, it's just it's just more Borderlands. It's still fun. I mean, did um, you guys like almost completionist level Borderlands 2? We actually didn't. No, okay. th there were even entire DLCs we didn't even touch. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we didn't even finish our favorite DLC, Tiny Tina's. We That's didn't do true. everything in there. We, yeah, we finished the main quest lines in that. Yes. Not all the same um, stuff. Another game with an absolutely enormous number of things that you can do. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I guess slight spoiler, because apparently those Telltale Borderlands ones are canon and important. Yeah. Very important. is apparently dead. Spoiler alert. Oh. I didn't know. You get yeah. into the game and they're like, well, I guess Scooter's dead. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? I was like, oh, I don't know that happening exactly. But... I had to Google it because people just kept talking about how dead he was. <laughs> and then I look it up and I'm like, oh, he died in that spinoff game nobody played. Yeah, so that's weird. Yeah, it wow. was really weird. Canon. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. That's That's got to be pretty rare for a Telltale title, right? I don't think most of what they do is... I mean, but they... Like, The Walking Dead was a TV is a TV show. I mean, so they like, did it's Back not to the Future. They mm. did do Back to the Future, huh? So, yeah, I'm... Those things, I get it. Like, they're not going to be canon because it's part of like another type of media. But things yeah. that are in video game world, I don't really feel like what they've done in the past has necessarily been canon. It's just been let's take this concept and let's tell a story yeah, about that's it. That's pretty right. much where I assumed it would be. But you know, Crazy. Scooter's dead. Um. So I also started after E3. Uh, everyone got really hyped for Cyberpunk 2077. So I started playing The Witcher 3, which I actually have not played before. I haven't uh, either. It's it's really good. As someone who's tried and failed to get into The Witcher 2 like three times, <sighs> The Witcher 3 is infinitely more approachable. It actually it sits you down and is like, hey, 
here are the controls. <laughs> Here's what your magic spells do. And every time you like switch magic spells, it's like, hey, this is the fire one. You remember. And I'm like, yes, I do. Thank you. Because they've got names like Yervdin and Florgnin. And it's like, I don't know what those mean. Yeah, so I that's think there's you know, Arden we... and Earden, which is God. confusing. Like, kill me, dude. We just we we talk about all the time about how tutorials are just like super lacking in games. And we I just got done with my capstone project for for school and of course there is no tutorial in my game and I'm wow. having people play it and they're like I don't know the mechanics of how this works. I'm like, "Well, did you read the 12-page PDF document that comes with the game?" <laughs> well, of course not. So, unbelievable like, I feel like player's all, fault. Yeah, all the bashing that I do for tutorials, I I understand now. It takes a lot of effort to add a tutorial to That's a game. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it's all it's really pretty it is and yet still runs better than my version of witcher 2 <laughs> like they really got their shit together for this game but i have so have, you guys some of you have played this are there a lot of bugs because i've just been having weird issues i don't know that i ran across really anything that okay. springs to mind so least. i had er, these were both earlier today Geralt wouldn't stop jumping Oh, like, that's I unplugged fun. my keyboard, plugged it back in, and he just kept jumping over and over. Hmm. Had a hard restart. And then one of the first things you do is you fight a griffin. Yep. And he was just flying in a circle, and he wouldn't stop. Hmm. He was just up there flying in a circle. And I tried shooting him, but, like, I couldn't. Which was another, I had to load a save. And then once I loaded the save, he, like, flew away and was like, oh, right, boss fight. And we, like, did it. Okay. Hmm. Weird. No, I didn't run across either of those. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to assume that was just a fluke, but I'm having fun with it. It's pretty good. Hmm. Have you made it out of the intro area? Uh, I literally I killed area. the griffin and mm -hmm. then I quit. Okay. I went to play that, something else. I'm pretty sure like the just the base main storyline for that game is enormous. Is it not? Yes. Okay. It's, it's huge. And I've heard that the DLC Blood and Wine is like phenomenal. Yeah. Everybody raves about Blood and Wine. I have not played it, but yeah, no, I think I know some publication, maybe like GameStop GameSpot. GameSpot. GameStop is the store. <laughs> I'm going to say, I hope Game not. GameStop Spot named it like their, the DLC specifically, their RPG of the year, the year it came out. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if it was just a slow year or if everyone just loved it that much, but I'm <laughs> yeah, excited year to play was more. It was 2018. <laughs> yeah. I didn't place the list, too. But uh, the right, last I game I played, I picked it up on the Epic Store for $10 Freaking off. Epic Store. Yeah. I picked up Trover Saves the Universe. Uh, it's the game by Justin Roiland, the guy who does the voices for Rick and Morty, and it's fine. <laughs> it's it's like kind of funny. It's Did like they... if you've seen Rick and Morty, they do those um, interdimensional cable, and some mm. of the skits are just like Justin Roiland says a bunch of funny sounding words, like he talks about like the Gloombuses and the Plorfnoffs, and that's kind of what this game felt like. Does it feel like somebody like I guess my, my, my question is, do they was this something he created or somebody was like some publisher was like, oh, you know who we need to make a game with? I think he created it. Really? So. OK, yeah. yeah, he he does hmm. the voice of like everyone. Yeah, I think maybe like all the characters I've met have been voiced by him. Wow. Which is pretty crazy. Uh, I also full disclosure, I did return it. <laughs> uh, I got I think like an hour in the gameplay is not very fun. It's also a VR game, which I didn't know until like oh. the gameplay started. And I went, oh, I should have set up my VR stuff for this, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, like you can play it without. 
But I think it would be a lot cooler in VR, so it's kind of a shame that I didn't do that. Wow. But yeah, I think my plan is to wait for it to go on sale for like 10 bucks and then pick it up again. Yeah. Because it wasn't terrible, just the gameplay is kind of boring and it's not that funny. Which isn't great. That's too bad because I think, especially with the following Rick and Morty have, I feel like they could have capitalized on that a little bit better. I I think it's blowing up. I think it's doing super well for itself. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not worried about them, but I just wish the game was a little more fun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's talk about some other game things. We had a big, uh, big last week. E3 was the 11th through the 13th. And Sorry, E3? What is, what is that? Remember yeah, what is that? that? It's a thing. Um, it's yeah. a thing. That's a good description. Yeah, it's a thing. It's, a, it's a, the Electronic Entertainment yeah. Expo. Yeah. Um, three days. I think it's always in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, we had a lot of actually really impressive game announcements this year. Probably kind of a great year. Yeah, one of the better E3s of recent years, at least that I remember. For sure, I agree completely. I was kind of blown away this year. I, I would like to. I would like to clarify one thing with the okay. yeah. This was a good year of E3, but the good year of games is next year when all of this shit comes yeah. out. <laughs> because well, there's like comes not out. a lot of that, good stuff. There's a lot that come out this year, like Doom Eternal's this year, right? Oh, freaking name. We'll talk about that in a second. Well, while we, we were already talking a little bit about the, about Witcher, so mm-hmm. we should talk a bit about the game that pretty much everyone has already pre-ordered, which is Cyberpunk 2077. Um, did anybody... Keanu fucking Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Yeah, we got city burn the world. Burn. Yeah, yeah. Man, did you guys watch the panel? I did the... not. I did oh, not no. watch. I've watched Keanu speaking when he freaking strolls stuff. out on stage. I mean, okay. Let me start and with just start saying cyber the pump. man. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. I think he looked at the screen a couple times to make sure he was right. Um, <laughs> that man is an actor, but when they put him in front of a teleprompter to like talk to an audience, woo, it is not the same. <laughs> it's a completely different, completely different person. And it was short and like very concise, but also I think everyone was so excited that he was there. That he couldn't really get through a lot of stuff. <laughs> sure. Um, at, and the point at which he was talking about how the game is breathtaking and somebody yells out, you're breathtaking. And then everybody just loses their mind because, you know, it's Keanu and everybody loves Keanu. It, it was just, it was funny. They gave it's the a person short... that yelled that a free copy of Cyberpunk. Yeah, free copy. <laughs> which... And I'm pretty sure they're giving it to him early. Do we really need to encourage people to yell random we shit? We don't. We really don't. <laughs> like, come on. I just yeah. So did anybody watch the trailer and or I watched the trailer. It yeah. looks it looks awesome. It's gorgeous. It, it looks, looks gorgeous. really interesting. I it just... also looks entirely pre-rendered, so Yeah, I yes, really, it does. really <laughs> wish we knew what it played like at all, even yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I'm always suspicious of anything that's fully pre-rendered now. It reminds me of just like a way better version of 1995's Westwood's um uh, Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Where you're like in that sort of universe. That was a good. But game. Just like, oh my gosh, yes. And Alex <laughs> sent me a message the other day that somebody has been working for eight years to make it playable on modern PCs. Wow. What? Yes. Why are eight they spending years. so much of their life. Because apparently when Westwood moved offices, they lost the source code. And 
the way that the game, I don't know if it's the game engine, how it renders it, but it's basically a bunch of just videos. Mm. It's just yeah. video content in the back, and then there's just something interactive on the front. So getting that to work like requires a whole bunch of additional codecs and some reprogramming, but... They basically, if you like read about what they're talking about, they're saying, you know, we don't know anything about this game. We can't see the source code, but we can sort of figure out how things are interacting in the game just by playing it. So the scene like at the very beginning where he's like flying in on his car and he lands it in front of the animal shop. The guy's like, yeah, I watched that scene like a thousand times because I've been trying to figure out exactly how these various elements of the game interact with each other so we can make it work with this codec. Wow. (laughs) Eight years. Long time. That's insane. But back to Cyberpunk. Yeah, I actually, not only did it make me play The Witcher, I started playing Deus Ex Human (laughs) Revolution, which seems like a similar kind of game. Yeah, it just looks... You're very hype. Man, it looks so (laughs) good. It it looks very good, and Keanu Reeves is in it. Yeah, but here's the thing. Do you remember when everybody saw the Anthem trailer and we were like, oh my gosh, it looks so good. Yeah. No. Well, most people, when they saw the Anthem trailer, thought that, and then it was just, (laughs) it was Anthem. So I really, really hope that they have all their ducks in a row and they have really spent a lot of time engaging in making this game. Now, granted, I know the first trailer came out in like, I don't remember, 2014 or something. It was a long time ago. It's been a long time. These guys have a really good track record. They do. Yeah, they They do. do. And as long as they can capitalize on that, I think even if the even if the story is moderately good, if the game if it like feels good, like uh, how The Witcher feels in terms of playthrough. Sure. Which again, I have not played, but everyone says that that game plays through just so beautifully. So if that's like sort of what they have, then I think we'll be okay, and I think people will love it regardless, and they'll they'll look over. You know, things that aren't necessarily up to the standards that they were wanting. Especially the amount of hype that it's had. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be overhyped, but it, it could still an, turn out to be good. It was it's first also announced in May 2012. 2012! Get yeah. out of here! Yeah. It's ridiculous. Nuts. But again, I mean, this is a, it's like a brand new world. You think about the amount of like assets they're just developing from scratch and mm-hmm. I mean, holy crap, that's a lot of work. But it's and it's also kind of in a realm of game where they don't necessarily have a lot in that genre, or at least big AAA titles that are in that genre. So I just I hope they can capitalize on it. We'll see. They're building off of the um, tabletop role playing game that somebody made, Cyberpunk twenty twenty, I think it's called. Oh really? Yeah. So huh. they have a lot of material at least to deal with, but not. That's good. A know, lot of story material. Not yeah. Like base world building stuff. Yeah. Apparently in that. There's there's these things called poser gangs, which are gangs who all get plastic surgery to look like the same famous person. What? Yeah. And there's one gang called the Kennedys, and they all just look like JFK. <laughs> That's... There yes. better be one called the Reeves, <laughs> and they're all Keanu Reeves. I hope so. That'd be also, great. Be great. Real quick aside, does anyone know what Keanu Reeves' character's name is? In Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> I forgot his first name, but I remember his last name. It's Johnny Silverhand? <laughs> yeah. Johnny Silverhand. Which is the greatest name in the history of names. <laughs> like, for that alone, I'm, like, super hyped. He's also a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be a real good game. Johnny Silverhand. <laughs> um, other great games that came out, and one of the ones I want to talk about for sure is Doom Eternal. Yeah. Um, 
If you have not played Doom 2016, 100% go buy it and play it. It is, I mean, you will not get much better than first person shooter just destroying enemies in a game. Yeah, it, the combat is so much fun. It's incredible. Now, you have said that Rage, Rage? Rage, no. Rage 2. Yeah, Rage 2 so is better combat. I think the combat is genuinely better because you have multiple abilities that you can use in combat that just make it more interesting. But yes. also the rest of that game sucks. So, so the, the good enough. part, I think, I think in Doom Eternal is you are gaining some of those, like not necessarily those abilities, but you're gaining abilities that you can use mid-combat. Yeah, the trailer uh, shut off a lot of those. Oh yeah. my gosh. When they have somebody really who cool. like, that's their entire job is to just show how well a game can be played. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it just makes me want to play it more because he's just absolutely obliterating everything. But, it's nice to and, see devs who know how to play their own game. <laughs> <laughs> and games that actually have gameplay with them. Yeah. Man, I just watched a, tra- or, uh, uh, a series. They were talking about like the worst E3 fails. <laughs> One of which was... Um, it was like a spin-off of Guitar Hero. I don't remember what it was called, but the people they had on stage playing could not even hit notes with the guitar. Wow. Amazing. Wonderful. Um, but... So Doom Eternal things I think like that are really cool are it definitely looks like it has the same feel as Doom 2016, but they've added a lot of mobility things in the game, uh, double jumps, uh, dashes, jumping off of walls, um, and then there's a lot of mechanics in terms of like weapon usage. Like they have a grapple with the shotgun, they have like a shoulder-mounted rocket launcher that you can use, shoulder-mounted flamethrowers. <laughs> I mean, it just it's like they took Doom and they're like, you know what? We can make this even more ridiculous if we just add a few more things. <laughs> and they did. I'm so I'm so freaking pumped. And if you Plus, pre-order, you can get that nice doot skin for the flying creature. <laughs> where he has yeah. trumpets on his shoulders. I'm of sorry. Rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they called it a doot skin. Yeah, I believe it's the doot and the name of the creature, which I forgot. God. Okay. Dude, hang on. It's it's from it's from a meme, isn't it? I don't know. Everything's from. from a meme, bro. It's the 21st <laughs> know, century. But... Yeah. Man, dude. <clears throat> dude Revenant skin. Dude Revenant. There you go. Yep. Little trumpets. It's so cute. Jesus Christ. They <laughs> might even be mellophones. I don't even know if they're trumpets. They look like trumpets. Okay. It looks, it looks great. The game looks great. And plus, I think, we, I think a lot of people thought it was not going to be until 2020. And then they were like, Oh, so by the way, this is actually coming out in December, uh, November. So, yeah, you know, get ready to have fun. It was pretty surprising, actually. The one thing that, that I think is probably not, well, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but probably not up to the hype level is their new, what do they call it? I think it's battle mode. Battle mode? Does that sound right? Don't know. It's, it's like, um, uh, it's like evolve type battling. So it's one. Oh, person who's playing as the Doom Slayer, and then two people who are playing as spawnable enemy types. And oh. each group type is like picking up power uh, power ups throughout the map. But the Doom Slayer is like fully decked out, and so they have everything. And then the demons can just like spawn other demons and and sort of work together. It looks just not as good as Doom regular. Just well, no. Yeah. There's no way it's good. Yeah, it's hard to make a game that's that good in single player be fun. <laughs> that good in multiplayer. In like PvP. Man, that game is great. Also, 
There is a mode. If you do go back and you play Doom and you love it and you beat it, and then you're like, oh, I need to play this again. You play Nightmare and you love it and you beat it. You can play this other mode that's on top of Nightmare where it's basically roguelike and you just die and then you respawn at the very beginning of the game and it leaves a helmet marker on the ground for the last place you died. Plus, you can see where most people have died. So there's a whole bunch of helmets on the ground and it you know, says whoever that was that died there recently. Wow, that's cool. Worth, worth. No. <laughs> it's like a seven-hour uh, game you'd have to do without dying. I mean, it's pretty long. Yeah. Probably even longer. Um, m- mainly, I think, for just people who like doing um, one of those speed runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they want to show how freaking good they are, so they're just playing the ultimate difficulty. Uh, also, Animal Crossing. Oh, 11 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. okay. This was actually my biggest disappointment of V3. It was going to come out this year. They delayed it. It's coming out 2020. <laughs> so I'm kind of sad, but I'm also really hyped. I bought actually the last Animal Crossing on 3DS during the Nintendo sale. I'm playing it right now. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah. I like but Animal Crossing. The reasoning <laughs> for the delay is just so good. Yeah. I actually I appreciated their reasoning. Wait, it what was, was their reasoning? It was basically like, you know how a lot of companies get in the shit for crunch and like destroying their employees? They were like, yeah. We're on. We're not gonna do that so much. So we're gonna delay it a few months. Yeah, they Good. were saying like their workers were stressed because the game was gonna come out and they still had stuff that they wanted to do. So they're like, we're gonna delay it so that way they can like do the things they want to do and be proud of the game that they're publishing and not like freak out and try to cram everything in in the last couple of days. And I was like, yeah. wow, good, good on yeah. you for being like you know basic decent humans. Yeah, no, it's... I can appreciate that. Yeah. If you have a legit reason, like when things are released too early, it's just cool. I mean, Fallout seventy six. No, <laughs> what? Uh, what? No, hey, dude, they're adding a battle royale. Yeah, I heard it's garbage. No, <laughs> that can't you be mean the battle royale right. or the whole game. Well, I meant the battle royale, but also yes. Oh, okay, perfect. Got you. Got you. Got yeah, you. their E three thing was literally them being like, "Hey guys, we've got NPCs in the game now." You know what NPCs are, right? Yeah. You like NPCs, like the, guys? That's for like their 20 active user base. Yeah. Like I, user I base. was like, I, I, I didn't even bother watching it. I just heard about it. And I was like, Beth, like you just, just stop. But that's what should have just like buried yeah. this long ago and just been like, all right, fuck it. We've screwed up onto the drawing board. Onto the next <laughs> one. Hey, dude, those bags are finally going out. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. That's ridiculous. <sighs> oh, God. Did you hear about the uh, rum thing, too? Wait, rum thing? They had, like, Nuka-Cola rum bottles mm-hmm. that oh, no. looked like super nice frosted glass bottles. They sent them out. They're just a regular bottle with a plastic shell around them Ooh. that just... apparently don't pour at all because of the way the plastic shell is formed. It just, like, spills everywhere. I hate Great. Them. That's at least hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um... Let's talk about other some other uh, three things. Number one being little Guigi, our uh, sort of my character hero. from yeah the, the <laughs> I three star this love. year, I guess. And I actually okay. So along with the other things I got in the Nintendo sale, Luigi's Mansion One is apparently on the 3DS. Which okay. wow, didn't know they did that. Yeah, not gonna lie, I love Luigi's Mansion. I did yes. not even know there was a Luigi's Mansion Two. Yeah, right. yeah. Also on 3DS. Yeah, it's good. that's why is you it, know. Is it as good? That's what it came. Out. It's. I, mean, I don't think it's as good personally, but I also never finished it. So who knows? To be fair, I also never finished Luigi's Mansion One, so I'm probably not the right person to talk to. But I was playing Luigi's Mansion One on 3DS, and guess who fucking shows up? 
Gooigi? No way. <laughs> Literally, the little doctor guy, you get a call from him from the future, and he's like, hey, here's Gooigi. <laughs> Wow. And I like I laughed out loud. It was the most ridiculous thing that ever happened. That's ridiculous. I yeah. No, I'm really excited for Luigi's Mansion 3. I love Luigi's Mansion 1, even though I never finished it. You never finished oh, one man. One's no, great. Well, one I always struggled with, because I was like young yeah. enough when it came out that I couldn't figure out what to do all the time. Right. And so I always like gave up. Are the neither of these titles are on Switch, right? Uh the new the new ones are yes. Well, okay, but Luigi's not... Mansion three and Animal Crossing. No, but I mean like whatever. Luigi's Mansion one and two are not on Switch. I don't believe no, so. They are okay. not. So just get a 3ds. Yeah, <laughs> sure, no problem. Uh, I think it's. I don't know if I'm gonna like the idea of co-op, but yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, open to do, it. It looks like you also use it for uh, puzzle solving yeah, in the single player puzzles. But, a little uh, portal-style puzzle solving. Oh, get somebody in another room. I, I'm kind of hoping the puzzles are easier than what I'm thinking. Because, like, in, in the trailer, they're just like, oh, there's, like, a thing on the other side of these spikes. Send Guiji through the spikes and get the thing. Right. Which, like, that's not really a puzzle. That's you pushing a button to move on to the next area. Right. Well, and also, I felt like the, uh, the first Luigi's Mansion wasn't necessarily puzzle as much as that's it was... True navigating to rooms getting items using those items in other places in order to progress the story i mean the the portrait ghosts were a little bit puzzly they you were had to yeah. figure out how to like okay get yeah. them yeah and I, I that was like my favorite part of the game i love that, that even though part. you know again my actually... child brain couldn't figure it out <laughs> apparently <laughs> but now dude i mean i'm down to try some co-op luigi's mansion could be cool yeah, yeah. could suck but uh, you know i'm willing to give the old college try as I long know, as i get to play scenario. luigi Play it single player old college try. Um. Also, there was some uh, a little Watchdog action at E3 this year as well. Yeah, Watchdog yeah. Legion. Yeah, Legion. That's right. I, I was I was going through that that Ubisoft uh, conference and I wasn't really impressed with anything. But then Watchdog came out and they didn't even say the name of it. It was just like, hey. Do you want to play as an old lady yeah. and just assassinate the shit out of people? And I was like, I fucking do now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't have this urge before, but I'm in. And like at that time, while they were like showing it off, my girlfriend came in and she's watching this old lady just fucking take people out and hack into stuff. <laughs> and they're just being like, you can play anyone, anywhere anybody in the game they can be yours to play and i'm just like i don't know what game this is but i'm in i'm just <laughs> the second that they were just like just be whoever you want to be and just take people out i was like yeah if i can play as a bunch of old ladies and that's it that's all i want it's a really cool idea yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's an insanely cool idea and like uh hearing to them go into more like in the interviews and them talking about like oh, well, this is what we mean about play as anybody. Like, all of the characters have friends and, like, family trees. And, Jesus. like, they they have, you know, things that they do. And uh, uh, they all interact with each other. So you may be like, oh, I want to, you know, play as this old lady. And you're trying to figure out, like, why this old lady has, like, a grudge against the government and how you might, like, find an in with 
her to to join your team but if you recruit her her like arch nemesis is not going to want to be recruited by you and is going to make things more difficult for you when you're trying to like recruit somebody else who is the old lady's arch nemesis i'm dying to know <laughs> probably <laughs> another old lady yeah. <laughs> uh, probably I her know. husband her ex-husband yeah. her very mm. old ex-husband but they were saying <laughs> like basically yeah. if you like they they gave the, a uh, example of somebody that was being blackmailed and you could stop them being blackmailed and, and like uh confront their blackmailers but if you confront their blackmailers by you know killing the guy that's doing all the blackmailing well it, when you go to recruit that guy's sister they're gonna be like why the hell would i join you you killed my brother and so then you're gonna have to like do a lot of things to gain their favor back in order for them to like regain their trust and to for them those people to join your team but i was just like that is a fuck ton of detail for a very large game yeah then i feel like they're gonna have to have built it pretty well for it not to be crazy buggy. Yeah, but I was like, all right, that's fine, sure. But I, if it works the way that they say it does, um, hell it, yeah. It makes, me, it makes me think, like, when, when somebody tries to develop, like, a really unique concept for a game, like, one single element, like uh, Shadow of Mordor, when they're like, yo, fighting all of these, what were they even called? I guess they're just bosses. Orcs. Yeah, I know they're orcs. Oh, the nemesis system. Yeah, the nemesis system. Nemesis system. Like that, they made that seem so cool and so unique. But when you play it in game, it just not, like it did not hold up to what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. And this seems awesome. It seems really, really cool that you can pretty much pick and choose whoever you want. But at the same time, if they don't make it basically just bug proof, like, go pick somebody go play as them and it runs just like it would from the primary character's play point or uh viewpoint it's not gonna be like people are gonna be upset yeah that's a big promise to have to deliver on it is i i mean i guess good on them if they do yeah <laughs> i i really hope it works because this is the first time i've ever looked at a watchdog title and thought holy shit i actually might need to play this what, what else do they make i don't even i haven't even really played a lot of watchdog stuff I, 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 yeah, I never even glanced at like Watchdog one or two because I was just like, okay, it's like a techie uh, GTA, whatever. I, I never even like bat an eye about it, but then there was this, and I was yeah. like, all right, Ubisoft, like I see what you're putting down. <laughs> oh, like, wait a second, is this the one where you were hacking everything and then it just sucked? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just well, I think the first one just sucked. I hear the second one was actually pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, I guess none of us have played one. any of them, huh? Yeah. No. Nope. No. Great. No. No. <laughs> but hey, definitely not. I play Legion. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I'm very interested in Legion. Their little like sports handball game they announced looked somewhat interesting. So I was like, sure, that's probably a thing that will be like one of those sports games, like uh, Rocket. And you League, play as an old lady in that too. <sighs> I hope so. Um, I, I will say, I think the funniest thing about their press conference was them starting it off and being like, yeah, you know, that's some of the fine music from Assassin's Creed. And we're going on a symphony tour around the world where you can hear the iconic music from Assassin's Creed games in the past 10 years. And I was just like, iconic? Dude, hum any Assassin's Creed song. Go ahead. I'll fucking wait. Like, yeah. 
I, 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 I can't hum an Assassin's Creed tune. I was like, I don't know what's iconic about this shit. There's a really good um, shameless Nerdwriter plug here. There's a really good Nerdwriter video about uh, just uh, music in various forms of cinema. And the number one he talks mm. about is, is movies and how there are things that are just like super recognizable. And they'll go around and they're like talking to people like, okay, hum Back to the Future. Hum Harry Potter. Harry Potter. And then they're like, hum the theme song from Captain Marvel or hum the theme song from Captain America. But and I was no, say, no one can do it. No, no one, one can do it. But they like Marvel actually looked at that video and took that criticism, which is why the music scoring on all of the recent movies have been right. so much better was right. because they listened and they were like, hey, you're right. You know, they do get buried, and we were being lazy. Here, let's get some, like, good music going on. And now, I mean, if you ask somebody to hum the Avengers theme song, I'm pretty sure a lot of people could do it at this point. Holy crap, did you just record for the movie itself? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was so freaking spot on, Owen. He works in radio. It's no big deal. (laughs) He works in radio. I do. Uh, another game I wanted to talk about from E3 is, and I don't know if you guys saw the trailer, it's called 12 Minutes. Yeah. yeah who was, what, what, what is this? Tell me about this. What conference was this from? It is a point and click time loop adventure. Um, it is an indie game that was announced like six years ago. This guy's name is uh, Louis Antonio. He used to work with Jonathan Blow on The Witness. Oh. And, yeah. Okay. And it pretty much is just like this loop of this guy living the same period of time. Wonder how long that is. Uh, over and over until he basically solves the the loop or solves the problem. And it just looks it looks so good. Like it's like a top down of just a teeny tiny little apartment, and there's all these different interactions that you have from the door to having dinner. You're you're playing as a husband sitting across from his wife having dinner, and then like the story story sort of starts from there. Um, so it's like a horror the, game. Yeah, but <laughs> the cool part is he he the, the main character remembers everything between loops. But like it's it's instead of just playing as someone who doesn't necessarily remember, it's almost like that character also remembers like you would as the player. And so as you do the level over and over again, the character is like talking to the other person in game and the NPCs about previous iterations of the same loop that he has experienced, which I think is, is just kind of cool. I mean, there's a, a lot of people who are trying to do time loop story related things right now. And this seems like it could be a really cool version of that in, in a top down point and click experience. Yeah. If you want to play a really good one, <clears throat> I highly suggest the Outer Wilds. Highly suggest the Outer Wilds. Really good. I'm going to have to step my game up, though. I haven't even beat Minute 1. So I've got, I guess, 11 other games <laughs> that I've still got to go through. Shut up. <laughs> is, the first game, is the first game actually Minute? Is that the first game of this series? Yeah, I'm assuming. Mm, okay. Yeah. One minute. Yep. 100%. No, just Minute. Like There's the a game, game called Minute. Yeah. That's where That's this the joke starts. <laughs> M-I-N-I-T? Yeah. 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 Yep. That's the first. It's really evolved over time. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I mean, it's they have stuff. 12 iterations. So. Yeah. <laughs> this one better be amazing. Yeah. Uh, That's why Final Fantasy is so good <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
We had two other uh, just kind of big titles, and I don't know who was excited about either of these necessarily, but if Alex were here, we'd talk a little bit about Jedi Fallen Order. Okay, um, I am excited only because Respawn's making it. The, the trailer did not look <laughs> great. Uh, there's no, like, dismemberment using the lightsaber, wow, okay. which would be, like, a cool let's, thing to be in it. Let's tone it down a little using bit. Using the lightsaber, <laughs> like, dismemberment would be pretty cool to have in it. And the animation looks not good for, like, any of the cutscenes. It yeah. looks pretty rough. So I, I don't know where they're going to be going with that. Hopefully... Right. It's it's respawn, so I'm I'm assuming it'll turn out to be good because Titanfall two was amazing. But you guys remember that one Star Wars game that looked really good, and so they canned it immediately. <laughs> yeah, those were the days. Those were the days. Oh hey, speaking of Star Wars, I I haven't talked about the void at all, have I? Since I went, no, because it's been two weeks. Okay, oh, let me yeah. talk about this real quick before this we move on. This is an E three game. This is an E3 game. It's called The Void. Um, <laughs> it is an interactive VR experience. This is not an E3 game. Uh, it's an interactive <laughs> VR experience uh, that utilizes like elements of the space you're occupying. So like air, water, heat, things like that. Um, and all of the walls that you see in game are physical walls that you can actually reach out and touch. Uh, so we went, we, we went through a Void experience in Vegas, and it was Star Wars. And they got actors from Star Wars to actually play in some of the scenes, which was kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, I have never been in a VR experience. Where I was like, this feels so freaking real. The one thing I will say is that the headset was not necessarily like super high quality. It's definitely an older headset. Um, it is a Vive. I don't know. It might have been an early iteration or something. Not sure about that. But um, you wear a vest. And it's connected to a helmet that has a headset on it. And everything is super immersive. You start in a four foot by four foot square room. And they shut the door. And then the scene starts and you're on a ship. And anytime a door opens, you can just physically walk through the space that the door is in. And it's like, that's no longer occupied by a wall. And so the room sort of changes shape around you to meet the requirements of the game. Which is pretty Crazy. neat. Yeah. And then as at one point... And the guy like prefaces uh, prefaces it in the video. He's like, "You may need to, you know, we want you to go quiet for this infiltration because you're going into a um, a base to look for this special box, and you may need to be quiet. But if you need to, there may be uh, guns, just blasters laying on the ground or on a wall." And I'm like, "Oh, cool, cool, yeah, whatever." But then we walk into a room and they're freaking hanging on the wall, and you reach out and you grab one, and then you can shoot it because it's like a blaster and you can see it. It's ridiculous. Man, sorry, really excited about this. Oh, it does sound such, really cool. It there, was so cool, and then you guys don't mind if I spoil it, if I ruin this to you. No, go for it. I mean, okay. I'm not gonna do one anytime soon. <laughs> well, it's soon. opening. It's opening near you guys at some point. That's true. Yeah, I but mean, I don't I, know if they'll have the I'll be Star Wars down. experience. I was gonna thing. say, I assume it'll be a different experience. So the story was, you're going to find this like box that has this quote unquote weapon in it that the Empire is going to use, and you're trying to get rid of it. And so you find the box. You're with your commander, and then all of a sudden. He gets he gets shot and the box like he, he like opens up the box and it's like this super old looking sword, but it turns out it's a lightsaber. It's like one of the early designs. So it actually has a metal part, but it also has the saber over the top of it. Almost like a almost like the flame blade guy from uh, so like Game a, vibro, a, a vibro blade. Sure. Um, yeah. So the captain dies, the saber flies up in the air and then it flies the other side of the room into this black hallway 
and freaking Darth Vader turns on his lightsaber and it's just like and like comes across this. It was crazy. You can shoot any number of bullets. He blocks everything you shoot real time. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Darth Vader is very good. Yeah, he's very, very good. Man, so freaking cool. So if you're anywhere near where they have one, I think they have a couple of California, uh, Vegas. And then, of course, there's one in Dubai. If we have any Dubai listeners, you know, because I'm sure we have a lot of those. And it's then possible. one in uh, close to D.C. very soon. Uh, yeah, go do it. Tyson's it's really at cool. Point. At some point. <laughs> and they are now making their own content instead of publishing things that they were just like taking from other uh, collaborators like they did. Um, what's the zombie shooter in VR that a lot of people play? Zombie um, shooter. Yeah, I can't think of off the top of my head. Arizona Sunshine? Arizona Sunshine. They did like an open world Arizona Sunshine where you're shooting a whole bunch of zombies and sort of moving around the map. They've done a couple others, but now they've written their own content, and it is a uh, a horror sort of story where you like go back in time and you're at the World's Fair in like the late 1800s, and it's a whole bunch of circus people. Huh. It looks so good, like There's a no way Alex could do show it. Thing, yes, so pumped, so pumped. Anyway, sorry. So go do it. It was cool. Jedi: The Fallen Order stuff. I guess could be cool. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm set up for a disappointment as per usual. Uh the other game I was going to mention was uh Marvel's uh Avengers. Um Yeah. Anybody? Sure. Hey, interested? I, it when I see actual gameplay, yeah, that's, that's kind of what it comes down to. And mm-hmm. and I think that was pretty much most of E3 was like here's these awesome trailers and I was like I'll be excited about Cyberpunk 2077 when I see gameplay. I'll yeah. be excited about Marvel avengers when i see gameplay like story seems okay i think the cinematics look fine but i want to see legit gameplay i mean worst case scenario i'm like hella down for ultimate alliance 3 oh like, hell there yeah. like I'm those games are already borderline that. terrible gameplay <laughs> but you get to play as you know black panther or whatever I've I've always liked playing through the uh, Ultimate Alliance games, so I'll fucking do that in a heartbeat. The one thing I find funny about the Marvel's Avengers game is that I feel like almost none of the characters look like their characters in the cinematic universe. Well, that's because they couldn't pay the giant ass royalties that they need to to be able to do that. <laughs> and you have, that's to, not you have to pay royalties to make somebody look like someone else. Yeah, yeah. dude. What? Yeah. No, I mean could... not like not. I'm not saying exact, but I mean. <laughs> If you get similar. You what know what that, I mean? What was that game? Didn't Ellen Page sue? Um, yep. And they sued Naughty Dog, right? Because yep. that wasn't her. Exactly. It looked a lot like her. It just, that yeah. actually <laughs> wasn't Ellen Page. You're talking about the one where you play as the guy yeah. and the dot girl, the young girl? The Last yeah. of Us. Yes. The Last yeah. of Us, yeah. Yeah, that, really? that's not Ellen Page, but Ellen Page sued them because it looks like Ellen Page. It looks very yeah, much like pretty her. pretty sure it's Ellen Page, but you know. Wow, yeah. I did not know that. That's crazy. And that so that's the thing is like if they wanted you know Captain America to look like Chris Evans, they would have had to you pay Chris to pay Evans him. a large sum Which, of money to do that. Okay, valid point. I guess at this point, the amount of money that those guys made off of <laughs> yeah, cinematic and universe stuff would be crazy. And, and like I know like a lot of people were complaining about like, "Oh, they don't look like the uh, Avengers." And I was like, "Yeah, but they don't look like that." in the comics they don't look like that in other video games so i don't know why everyone's like up in arms about this specific one that they look different i'm just kind of like 
characters look different in different mediums who cares you know does black widow still have red hair and it is like a pasty russian yeah cool all right fine you pasty know like russian <laughs> I, I i just i i like I, that's fine i i don't see what the problem people have is here hmm. i just think it's interesting but i guess it does make sense i didn't actually realize that they had like that that had been something where somebody had su- sued over in the mm-hmm. past yeah but I mean, otherwise, otherwise, Keanu Reeves would be in every game, <laughs> right? Like, you know, oh, yeah. it'd be like in this one, you play as Keanu Reeves and it'd be like, yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. Yeah, video we get games. it. We get it. Uh, the last last couple of things I just wanted to talk to here about real quick in E3 was kind of twofold. Number one, I'm pretty sure it's nothing that any of us care about, which is next gen console stuff. Um, yeah. I. Yeah. OK, so next gen consoles <laughs> are coming out. Yeah, it's really like what's um last of us 2 coming out on because it's ps4 don't care about next gen but if it's not i'm very upset and i'm gonna buy a ps5 yeah like just if you want me to buy a ps5 (laughs) announce bloodborne 2 and i'll (laughs) buy two ps5s like that's it instantly bought like i won't even think about it yes no i'm not joking i would pre-order it as soon as i heard bloodborne 2 was coming out for it also last of us 2 if that comes out on ps5 i would also buy a ps5 yeah i should play the last of us once (laughs) you really should it's a phenomenal game i also think if i would have stuck with playing halo past the halo that just wasn't that good then (laughs) i probably would want to get an xbox for infinite but sure i've kind of drifted away from that story that at that period of time where i was playing a ton of halo so i mean at this point that's going to be on pc right yep is oh, it yeah. Microsoft? Uh, yeah, all, anything that's a Microsoft game now comes out on both. It's true. Oh, I forget that. You have that's to right. go through the Microsoft Store, I think, for it. But yep, but that's a cares? small price to play to <laughs> yeah, pay for play, not buying. That is, a you know, an Xbox Scarlet. Yeah, it's a much smaller Xbox price for Scarlet. Look, man, I, I hope they just call it things. Xbox. Oh my god, the new just Xbox. Xbox. No, no, the just Xbox. <laughs> Uh, the other thing is that I, I find really interesting is there's a lot of hype around being like uh, the Netflix of game streaming right now. Mm. Yeah. And that came out a lot at E3 between Google Stadia, Uplay's Plus subscription, xCloud, which is Microsoft. Um, they talked about a couple others as well. I think Square Enix was in there. The Squeenix. Um, and I, it's just interesting to me because when you look at this, the requirements for being able to stream a game like that, over the internet, I feel like the user base is going to be a lot smaller than oh, maybe yeah. what they're hoping for. You need some fat pipes, dude. I, yeah, dude. I, I read somewhere that they're saying that like to play a game on HD, uh, like quality, for several hours, you would burn through terabytes of data. And they were just like most companies like Comcast can't handle any like everyone being on that. Yeah, it, I feel like we're not there yet. I feel I feel like we could like for the few people who are on like Google Fiber Fiber, Google Fiber, Fiber. It's called? as my Google dad Fiber. says, Google what Fire. A shitty name. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for the people on that, like, sure, they could probably do it. But like for the rest of us, I don't know. I feel like it's not there yet. And like if you have another device that's hooked up to the internet, like yeah. if you've got to share your bandwidth anywhere, like I feel like it's not going to work. Or like, you know, your router hiccups weird for a second. Right. Your whole game like crashes instead of just like, you know, lagging. I mean, they've, they're they've ta- got some 
really cool ideas for some of them. Like Stadia has the uh, like game state saving and sharing, which I think mm. is a super cool idea. Because you can like if you're playing like for instance a roguelike game, you just like share the state at the start, and you can like play against other people in that same run and like. You know, yeah. they have some some of those games built, some of the things built into games, but it would just work for any game essentially. Well, the other thing, which is like, really cool, I think that uh, is interesting about the sort of speed requirements. They talk about how if you want to stream uh, 1080p, it's going to be like roughly 25 megabits per second, and if you want to stream 4K, it's going to be around 30, 35. Um, but if you like one of the issues is a lot of people have internet data caps, not necessarily yeah. in the United States, mm-hmm. but specifically overseas, there are a lot of places that have caps. And you know, if you're playing at something that's 35 megabits per second, well, you're going to be, <laughs> have a very limited amount of time of being able to stream and play a game online. Yeah. More to the point, and you better not want to do anything else with that fucking internet. Pretty much. Right. They're talking about like, I'm reading an article right now and it's talking about how if you had just like a terabyte data cap, you can play for two hours. And that's it right. per day. So, I mean, it's it'll be cool if they can get it to work out. Uh, the fact that the controller connects directly to Stadia servers, um, that there's supposedly a lot less lag that way. I mean, it would be really cool if they could get it to work and function well. The thing I think that really the, worries me... Go ahead. Sorry, not to interrupt you. Okay, oh, you go. Go, ahead. go ahead. Okay. Go. Is that like... And we've just identified like a whole bunch of problems with it. So if we're right and they go, yeah, this is kind of a lost cause and they just shut it off. Like right. all your game progress and everything is just kind of gone. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Which I think is also going to prevent people from moving there, from migrating, from yeah. just having a powerful PC to, oh, you know what? I'm just going to start streaming games. Well, I don't I th- think this is going to really be for people with power- powerful PCs but then, necessarily. Who is it for? People who just have crazy good internet, but aren't into yeah. gaming enough to get a rig for it, <laughs> but true. are willing to play a monthly subscription yeah, to play know, the latest games, but it's, also didn't just get a PS4. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's I really a, don't it's know. It's a weird combination of things. I get it. Maybe you know, <laughs> if, if they targeted people that were not necessarily gamers... You know, they were just like, you know, they just stream Netflix all the time and they played games a little more casually, maybe, but you're not going to, I mean, they're going to target those people because the releases they're talking, I mean, the first thing they're doing is, is connecting with, or at least for Stadia is they're connecting with Uplay and every, all of the Uplay Plus titles are going to be available when Stadia launches. So I I think that you're right. I think that's like literally the, the target audience for this has to be, um, uh, just people that aren't gamers of themselves but maybe they're just like oh yeah that watchdog thing seems interesting maybe i'll check it out and instead of buying a 400 dollar gaming system and then the 60 dollar game and then whatever you need to pay for I your mean, online or whatever you can just be like all right here's 15 dollars and i can play it yeah, I, yes and no. I mean, you have to first of all, you have to buy a $70 controller. So, okay, we're already talking about an initial investment up front. Then you're paying $9 a month for yet another subscription on top of all of the other subscriptions that you currently have. Granted, I know that's not a lot, but when you know, you're oh, thinking yeah. about am I going to pay $9 a month to just play games if I'm not already a gamer? Mm, going to go probably not. 
I mean, it I, may be as simple as, oh, this cool game coming out. I want to check it out. $9 for this month. Yeah. And I play it for a while. But, but I think this goes back to the problem that you guys pointed out earlier, which is, cool, so I've played this game for a month and I like it and I've decided that I'm going to buy it on whatever system I own or buy a system so I can play this, uh, but I can't get any of my saves back. Sure, more to the point, then you drop your Stadia. <laughs> Yeah. So then Google stops making money off it. They're just advertising the other guys. Yeah. I don't know. It I think it could like I said, I think it could be cool. I, there's just like it's it is a, a super very cool idea. It's a very targeted market though. Like we're yes. talking about a small again, just the articles I'm reading right now. I mean, they're talking about how they're estimating Stadia is going to use six and a half to eleven and a half gigs of data an hour. God damn. Yeah. And you know, when you hit your data cap with people, freaking they charge buku dollars to you know pay for data over the limit because clearly they're not going to stop your internet. They're just going to let it keep running, but you're going to get charged overage, which, I mean, I guess good on ISPs. They're going to be making more money. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it could be cool. I, I really like um, the, what's the NVIDIA one called? Is it NVIDIA Go? NVIDIA Now? Or the GeForce Now? GeForce Go? GeForce yeah, Now. I think it's like GeForce Now. It's cool. But again, I'm a gamer. I, <coughs> the one reason I played or I used it is because I wanted to play PUBG at actually 144 frames, which I cannot do on my computer. Or I couldn't at the time. So that's why I used it. And it, and it worked really well. I mean, it was pretty fluid. But not a lot of people, I think, are probably going to be playing that. Yeah. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they will get to the point at which it's... You know, they're getting the right crowd. They're getting that niche audience that they want. I, I mean, I feel like their game plan for that has to be getting that niche audience uh, first, holding on to them, and then as internet improves and as, you know, we start, the ISPs start putting out better, like, fiber optic and things like that, then they can start expanding itself to kind of, like, Netflix era, kind of like, oh, everyone's got a subscription of this thing but yeah. i still feel like that's a long shot of a bet well and that and that like requires isps to expand and <laughs> that's something that is battled over all the time i mean first of all isps don't necessarily want to go to rural, rural areas yeah and the smaller isps either cannot get the like the data cap requirement or the speed requirements that they need or they can't get the right resources it's just a lot of limitations so you're getting like you know, basically just major cities that will probably meet those requirements. I think that that you're you're right. You know, it's you have uh, a lot of limitations that aren't being placed by you as a company, but as another company that you have to work with to hopefully give this to your consumer base. It's not like how I at Sirius XM, we do things and then we give it to people and because we give them, you know, the Sirius XM transponders, you know, you've got your little your little thing in your car or the little thing in your home. But like if we had to work with another company to be able to get those things out and to like make it for that, that's just another level of like, OK, we have to make sure that our stuff is going to be able to be formatted and work with this thing. And that's just limitations that aren't coming from us. That's coming from elsewhere. And I, I'm sure that Jake here can attest to we have a friend who 
I would say is not even remotely in a rural area. He's quite close to oh. a town. And he had to fight tooth and nail for Comcast to show up and give him internet. Yeah. <laughs> Can't confirm. That sounds and like Comcast. L- like, they're less than a mile from a high school and a Target and, like, basically the center of town. And they, it was just... No. Oh. My, I mean, my parents have a 10 gigabit data line that runs literally right in front of their house, but they can't use it. And the, the people who run that are, don't give it out to rural areas. It's just specifically for schools, and that's it. Wow. And they run it just for that. Like, you can see the box on the ground where they access the stuff. It's kind of crazy. Right there. They consider just like plugging into it and just like, yeah. I asked him one point and I was like, hey, you ever thought about getting, you know, Google Fire speeds out there? You know, I thought about it. We're just going to move up to Kansas City. Um, one last thing I wanted to mention before we go. Have you guys heard about Metarama? No, what is Metarama? <laughs> I, it just seems like a joke to me. Sounds uh, delicious. It is a two day gaming and music festival in Vegas. You ready for mm. this? Here is the lineup. Marshmallow. Okay, fine. Okay. All right, fine. Ninja. Yeah. All right. Logic. Sure. Snoop Dogg. And Logic. Then whole, and a whole bunch of like streamer people and like part music. It says right here, a first of its kind festival experience where the worlds of gaming, live music, esports, comedy, streaming, cosplay, and more collide. Um, okay. There's a lot of events like that, actually. Yeah. Say, isn't South by Southwest like that? Yeah. Baltimore has... um <laughs> That... It's, it's, it's not even Baltimore. Like Baltimore, it's it's a uh, Magfest. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, and Magfest. that's, that's, is that's that like, like right outside DC. Yes. Is that? Just... I mean, I don't think Magfest gets Marshmallow or Snoop Dogg, <laughs> but they get who does get Snoop Dogg though? You know. Apparently, Metarama. I don't. Sure. Whatever. I'll fucking kick his ass and smash. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just saw this the other day, and I thought, okay, we. I feel like we're trying too hard. Absolute look, dude. You just gotta get that V bucks. You gotta get them kidly okay. winks to spend their V bucks somewhere. My two favorite parts about this. Let me just let's just let's just nail down here on a couple things. Number one, at the very bottom of the list. Actually, when you're reading articles, just everywhere else other than their website, it talks about how Imagine Dragons is going to be there. Really cool, right? Very bottom of their lineup, a special gaming only appearance by Imagine Dragons. <laughs> what are they just yes. gonna like? show up in a, the like the middle of Fortnite or something oh, and like perform a concert in Fortnite. I guess they do what it's Marshmallow gonna be, did. It's, oh, it's going to be doing? like those E3 experiences where they invite people like Snoop Dogg to come play different games. I don't know if you guys remember Could seeing be. when he played CSGO. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Wait, what That's did Marshmallow do? He did a live concert in Fortnite. Open yeah. quotes, live concert in Fortnite. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> Whatever. That's dumb. That's yeah. a, you know, the only time where I was like excited about the idea of a live concert happening at some video game related thing was when Alex and I were at freaking TI and when it was over, Dead Mouse just showed up. Dead Mouse just showed up and had a concert. He's like, what's up? Gabe was like, so uh, Dead Mouse. And then Dead Mouse is just standing there, just putting on a concert. Like, what? Where are we? I don't, this is great. Yeah, man. Okay, Pax so, East used to have concerts. They did. <laughs> Shame on them. Uh, like, actually. So maybe we should start going to Pax West. Um, so that's number one. Imagine Second thing, really interesting about this. When you scroll all the way down on their list of artists page, there is an artist 
And it is a picture of Shaquille O'Neal, and it is his artist title of Diesel, which apparently he makes electronic music. Oh. Did not know this? Interesting. Wait, is it, it's Shaq? It is actually Shaq. Holy shit, it is. Why? No joke. And then if you go... If DJ you go, Diesel. You, can, you can't, you can't look him up as Diesel, but if you look up Shaquille O'Neal on Spotify, he has... Three main albums and a whole bunch of singles <laughs> and EPs. Are they good? This is just mind-boggling. Well, I mean, a, a lot of them are just Shoot Past Slam, which apparently is just like one of his songs that he's remixed a lot, but wow. he has three full albums. And is his, his all... recent stuff is more electronica. Is it all the Space Jam theme? I hope <laughs> Because it is. should be. Oh, my gosh. It's just so... I this I went into a different world right here. I was very... So, like, away. are we going? Do we get media I'm, I'm looking at tickets right now. Man. Mm. You know, if we went to Vegas, we could go to the Void. That's okay. all that really matters. Mm. Look, I will take any excuse to go to Vegas with you motherfuckers. So, if this is what it takes, That place I'm is in. a crazy place. I, I will say that Vegas is cheaper than you think. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason, because when you get there... You sit at those tables and you just spend all your money. Yeah, but I mean, fuck. Like, I, I think the first time I was in Vegas, uh, I drove out there with a friend. And I think our entire trip in Vegas would cost us all of, like, $200. And we stayed there three nights at the, uh, like, the MGM Grand right on the Strip. Because, like, they give those rooms away for, like, 50 75 bucks. Because they've got so many of them, and they're so cheap. The only thing that you really have to pay money for on the Strip is uh, food. Because it's all, like, gourmet, chef-level, yep. $20 plate shits. But after that, it's like, yeah, no. The, it's cheap as hell to be out there. Wow, uh, a $20 meal? They are also apparently going to have two exhibition matches for Overwatch out there. Yep, it's all that. Fusion Dynasty and then Charge Shock. So, yeah, I mean, that could be... You know, I mean, the something. Fusion Dynasty game would be pretty good. I don't. When I was just out there, uh, let's see, it's been like a week and a half. They have a humongous uh, esports arena there, and while we were there, they were doing uh, Siege Amateur. Like I don't know, I think it was a tournament to qualify for to actually get into the major tournaments. Just there, casual. You can just go in and watch if you want. Just open floor, kind of crazy. But anyway, just want to point that out. Probably not going. <laughs> I think it's a little bit ridiculous, but I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll be cool. You know, emergence of gaming, live music, esports, comedy, streaming, and cosplay. Because, the likes you know, of which the world's never seen. Never, yeah. ever seen. Never been done. You guys should go and let me know how it is. Keep me posted. Uh, so anyway, thanks so much for joining us. Again, if, you, if this is your first time, we appreciate you coming and listening. Please check out our website. We have a lot of additional stuff that we've done in the past. A bunch of podcasts in there. Uh, some of our older content, as well as the floor you can listen to. There's Hell some yeah. good Marvel stuff. So actually, when are you guys doing... Let's see. It's July is when... when uh, yeah. Far From Home out? comes out in just a couple of weeks. Now, real quick before we end, are you guys going back to watch the re-release of Avengers Endgame? Uh, probably not. Okay, just there because there is new content in the movie. It, yeah, the new content is just an end credit scene. Yeah. And I think deleted scenes, which I was like, sure, I'll see all of that on YouTube or on the Blu-ray that I'm already buying. 
I mean, they're less than 50 million from surpassing Avatar, so they kind of have to <laughs> do something to get there. It's cheating. I know, but whatever. They yeah, want to take the it, crown. If it was a, if it was a different cut of the movie. And, you know, with like a bunch of added content onto it that might sure. be one thing but just being like oh hey it's the same thing that you'd get on the you know on the the blu-ray we just put the deleted scenes thing at the end of the, the thing. i was just like fuck i'll just wait for it to come out yeah <laughs> like it, the only reason i would actually care was when they were saying like oh yeah there's like a six hour cut of the movie and i was like <laughs> yeah all right. Holy I'll, crap. I'll pay double to see a six hour cut of that movie. I mean, I'm in. Not in theaters, I'm not going to lie. Six if, they have, if they have a special cut that's Infinity War and Endgame all in one movie, yeah, I'd probably do it. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, yeah. Check out what we have uh, on the site. We're going to be doing another Thor episode at some point in July. Um, and actually, our next podcast is going to be like Merca, like Independence Day podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Have to do something special. Who knows? Anyways, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrialwithane.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.